As we said in the introductory podcast, this training is not going to provide you with plug-and-play activities that you can copy. What we hope to do is to give you a framework, some guidelines, and some creative provocations to stimulate your creative thinking. It's up to you to come up with your own unique creative virtual activities. You will have to work the creative process yourself. I should say a few words about the creative process. MindRamp has analyzed the creative process and identified nine discrete creative activities that you need to work through to produce a novel and useful creative product. We call it, not too creatively, the MindRamp creative cycle. It groups the nine phases into four larger stages, one of which is idea generation. And that's what I want to focus on now. One of the keys to creative success is the ability to generate lots and lots of ideas that you can then test and refine. Great photographers, for example, take a gazillion pictures, then select the one out of that gazillion that actually worked. That's the one that they show us. So it's a process of generating lots and picking the one that is really going to get you somewhere. We also need to create lots of ideas because there is a temptation to use the first good idea that occurs to us and then go charging off after that one. But more often than not, that first idea eh, turns out to be not so great after all. So taking the time to generate more and more ideas gives you the opportunity to uncover really good ideas and to find ideas that have a better chance of being successfully implemented. So we offer two idea generation techniques that are useful ways to generate ideas about how you could create viable and valuable virtual cognitive activities. Wow, say that three times. Viable and valuable virtual cognitive activities. Okay, the first is brainstorming. Everybody has heard about brainstorming, but this technique may be a different approach to it. Um, what is the objective of brainstorming? The, the objective is to generate a broad range of ideas that you have to work with. You're not generating ideas that will actually solve your problem. That process is a bit down the creative road. Brainstorming is just an initial step in your creative process. As such, you need to give yourself the freedom and leeway to come up with a broad range of ideas, including wacky and impractical ideas, as well as more plausible ones. The goal is to generate as many ideas as possible and in the process to stimulate your creative imagination. Now, brainstorming is best done with a small group of people, say four to six people. You get the benefit of different ways of thinking and different perspectives that way. Another person's idea might send your imagination off in a new and fruitful direction. So here's how to go through this, this approach to brainstorming. Step one, define the task and offer a provocation. The group leader selects a very specific problem to be solved. 
you can do multiple rounds of brainstorming and and around the same basic problem, but if you change the the way you frame the problem, you'll get different ideas and that'll stimulate different ways of thinking. And then I talked about provocations. What's a provocation? Edward de Bono, in his book Serious Creativity, describes a creative thinking technique he calls provocations, or PO, P-O for short, in a creative exercise to come up with ideas for new forms of transportation, for example, De Bono presented a provocation to stimulate the generation of more creative ideas. He said, what if the wheels on the trucks and trains were square rather than round? So I was like, what? That, that sort of knocks you out of your normal way of thinking. Well, what kind of transportation solutions could we come up with if we could only have square wheels. So this provocation generated ideas about magnetized tracks and, and square wheels that were the opposite polarity, so the trains actually floated along the magnetized tracks. And another idea involved trains suspended on jets of air. Now, these ideas might prove impractical in the long run, but they serve the purpose of jarring us out of our normal ways of thinking and expanding the range of our creative imaginations. So think of a specific problem to be solved, and if possible, a provocation that forces everyone to think outside their normal creative territory presented to the group. So for example, you say, what if all virtual communications had to be done using only paper? How many different ways can you think of to use paper to communicate virtually? Step two, then, is to use that provocation and that, that framing of the problem to generate ideas, as many, as I, many ideas as you can. So you take two or three minutes and have the group members on their own think up all of the solutions that occur to them, and then you ask them to jot down a word or two in a notepaper to capture that idea. The trick is to write down whatever comes into their, their minds. They, they shouldn't try to censor themselves. Let their minds do the thinking for them. Don't control it. Just let the ideas flow out. Jot them down very quickly. So, for example, the paper-only provocation got me thinking about paper airplanes or wadded balls of paper, and then got me thinking about origami, the, the Japanese art of paper folding. So, the way I would handle this, I would jot down on my, on my little notepad, paper airplane, send daily messages on paper airplanes, wadded balls, play basketball with wads of paper, origami, fold daily affirmations in the shape of a swan. So then step three is you collect all of these ideas that each individual has generated on their own. And there are basically two ways to do this. If the group is relatively small, you simply go around the table and ask people one at a time to describe one idea. You know, what is the one the one word that they use or the phrase that they used and the one sentence description. And then the group leader jots down these ideas or at least the, the single word or phrase on a whiteboard so everybody can see it. 
So everybody sort of heard the idea, quickly described, and has the one word phrase or, or short phrase to describe it. The other way you can do this is ask each individual to look at their own list and pick out of that whole list the top three ideas that they want to present to the group. And once they're done circling the top three ideas, uh, ask them to circle an additional one. Pick the wackiest and most implausible idea uh, they came up with. You don't want to lose those wacky ideas just because when people are selecting their top three, they may go lean towards the plausible side. We want to capture some of the wacky ideas. And then you go around the group one by one, collect the top three ideas, but also the wacky idea. I mean, who knows? A wacky idea might stimulate someone's imagination off into a, a direction they wouldn't th have thought to go. All right, then... Step four, once you've got all of the ideas listed on the whiteboard, have the group look at them and on their own, again, uh, decide which of the three ideas they like the best, which ones they think we should go forward with. Now, you could make a rule that no one can vote for their own ideas. It's up to you. But go around the group and one by one say which idea each individual in your group likes the best. Then you put a check mark next to that idea. Do two rounds going around or three rounds going around the circle so that you capture all of the ideas. And then you count up the check marks. The ideas with the most check marks are the winners. Now at that point you can ask everyone if they are comfortable going to the next step with these three winning ideas. Give them the opportunity to say, oh, there was an idea that I really, really liked and it didn't get enough checks to get on the list. You know, and then you can decide, all right, we'll include that if you want to. So then step five is you take your ideas and move on to the idea concept ladder. That's the second technique that we're going to we're offering here. First is brainstorming. The second is an idea concept ladder. Let me. Let me circle back and note that my three off the top of my head ideas contained a number of embedded ideas, if you will, that could be extracted and explored. For example, I talked about paper planes. Well, how might paper planes be delivered to your residents? Is there any way to fly them to the people? I don't know, but it's kind of an interesting idea. And then... Um, Trash can basketball suggests some form of sports competition using everyday materials. How could, how could we organize a March Madness trash can basketball tournament, for example? And then the origami, I said I was going to write daily affirmations on the origami. Oh, daily affirmations. Well, could we have the residents create daily affirmations and share them somehow? How would we do that? So just generating these ideas off the, the top of my head, uh, if you look at them carefully, they often contain other ideas embedded them, and, and then you're starting to generate these multiple ideas that you want. Let's look now at the idea concept ladder. This idea... Uh, or this idea generation technique is also taken from Michael DeBono's book, Serious Creativity. 
apologies to De Bono if I'm messing up his intent in this, but like brainstorming, the objective is to generate lots of ideas and to stimulate creative thinking. You're not looking for actionable strategies necessarily at this point. You're expanding your creative playing field. So the idea is that an idea is a subset of a larger concept. So the basic point of the idea concept ladder is to, one, focus on a single idea, two, figure out the larger concept that would cover that idea, that the concept that that idea is contained in, and then three, focus on that larger concept to generate new and different ideas. I think I got this example from De Bono. Um, the initial idea was to pick up plastic bottles on the beach and to recycle them. So then the larger concept is to clean up the beach, right? So then taking that larger concept, what are other ideas for ways that we might clean up the beach? Another concept from this example might have been, well, figure out how to put materials found strewn on the beach to good use. That would have led to a different set of ideas, things like hmm, create artwork out of driftwood or, or collect shells, crush them for your driveway or use plastic bottles to reinforce the dunes or to protect the, the fragile grass that's being planted on the dunes. These ideas may be impractical or unworkable, but again, the point of this brainstorming and the idea concept ladder is to generate lots of ideas and to expand the scope of your creative imagination. At some point, of course, you and your creative team will settle on one idea that you will want to put into action.